Well, hello, friends. Thanks for tuning into the Proverbs 31 Ministries podcast, where we share biblical truth for any girl in any season. I'm your host, Kaylee Olson, and I'm here with my co-host, Meredith Brock. Um, Well, I'm really excited about today's episode, Kaylee, because I don't know about you, but have you ever been at the dinner table, maybe with a family member, a friend, who knows, Mm -hmm. it could be anybody, and you know for a fact that you and that person have very different opinions on something. (laughs) I mean, it could be anything from politics to how to raise children, Mm -hmm. but you know there's a tension point Mm -hmm. between the two of you, and you know it's going to come up at dinner. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've certainly been in that position before, and usually I'm a little panicky. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, how how am I going to do this? I don't want to ruin this friendship. I don't want to, like, derail the whole night. How are we going to have this conversation Mm -hmm. without just ruining everything, right? Well, today, I'm so excited um, to be able to listen to our friend, Kayla Ferris. She's one of our writers at our First Five mobile app team, um, and she is going to help us unpack a little bit of what Colossians says about Mm -hmm. how to navigate these divided opinions. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's some real gold in here. So I am excited. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to drag it out any longer. I want us to jump right in. I know. So here we go, friends. Let's listen to Kayla's episode. Well, we are so excited to be joined today by our friend Kayla Ferris. Kayla is new to the podcast, so we need to introduce her properly. Mm -hmm. She's on the First 5 mobile app writing team, and so any First 5 app users probably recognize her name. But she doesn't just write for the First 5 app. Kayla also plays a huge role in writing our study guide content. And our study guides, we'll talk about those a little bit towards the end, but we release a study guide with every First 5 study that mm-hmm. we do and that's a lot of work and it's a so huge undertaking. kudos to you Kayla thank you for coming on the podcast today we are so excited that you are here yeah I'm super excited because mm-hmm. I got word that you're gonna spice it up for us a little bit yeah. Kayla you're gonna do you're gonna <laughs> yes. do something a little fun up top is that right is that right I think yes, you have a game that you want right. to play yes I'm yes, ready because, let's do this I know. love games can I win <laughs> I mostly just want to know if I can win <laughs> can you win yes no, there's no winner <laughs> um, yeah, well, guys, thank you so much for having me here today. I love podcasts, but I especially love y'all. So this is so cool to be here with you guys. Um, yeah, so since we're new, thought, let's play a little get to know you game. Um, I want to know what you guys like and don't like. So I came up with a few questions. Um, you pick one or the other. It's a game of this or that. I sounded like a game show host, like Kaylee and Meredith. Are you ready to play this or that? There you go. Um, all right. we're missing so we is a little music. Yeah, like game show music. No, I'm not going to try to sing it. We're going to let Kayla ask the first question. <laughs> okay, Kayla, take it away. No, so this is an easy one. Ready? Beach or mountains? Beach. Which do you pick? Mountains. Beach. Meredith says mountains. Kaylee says yes. beach. Mm. Okay, I, this is hard, but I, I pick beach too. Yay, mm. go beach. Um, okay, go. ready? Salty or sweet? Can I say both? Yes, sure. I like both. I totally. like sweet and salty snacks, like salted Together. caramel chocolate. Mm. That's both, right? Too much, too much. Yes. Just okay. give me salty popcorn all day long. That's also uh, That's very good. <laughs> yes, salty, yes. Okay, ready? Passenger or driver? 
Merida, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Duh, I'm going to drive all day long because I don't trust anybody else to drive me. That's oh, true. That's so well, I do appreciate some good drive time, but I think that I would rather be a passenger and not have to focus on getting us lost. But if I'm a passenger, I have to sit in the front seat because I get car sick. You get car sick. Oh, I, I do. That about you. I do. The well, older I get, the more car sick I, I know. get. Yes. This is a real thing. <sighs> I, well, I am passenger. I think driving is a necessary evil and I don't like it yeah. isn't that crazy I just know my I let my husband drive as much as he wants so I'd rather <laughs> well, I will say seat. if I'm with my husband he always drives yeah. and I like yeah that. like I feel yeah totally fine if he's driving anyone uh-huh. else I'm like nope I'll drive hop in the car it's fine <laughs> <I'll take> it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. okay this one I, I th- might test our newfound friendship so don't choose wrong um sand or snow? Mm. This is a trick question for me. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, you know, I lived in Alaska for six years. Mm-hmm. So I love the snow. I love, love, love the <gasps> snow. And I love the cold. I'm a hot-blooded person. I'm always hot, constantly, mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, and so snow is a welcome break from my hot self. <laughs> we'll see. I just I, called I, myself I hot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do. I have learned living in the South to to enjoy the beach, mm-hmm. and so sand also. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm. It's hard for me to choose. What about you, Kaylee? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would do sand because I am a uh, born and raised Mississippi girl, and uh, we do not know mm-hmm. how to drive in the snow at all. Mm-hmm. And so I like a I like a snow day whenever I can stay in and not have to go anywhere. Uh, but sand all the way. Okay, yeah. all the way. Yeah. So I I'm sand. I. I'm the very opposite, Meredith. I do not like the cold. I don't like to be cold or have snow at all. So I think for our listeners up north, like you have a special calling on your life. (laughs) I I just bless you for that. So I'm so glad there are people out there who do love snow. But I mean, it does appear you guys like we have some divided opinions Mm -hmm. on the P31 podcast today, right? True. Um, But you know, we can all agree, like in the big scheme of life and the world, these are very minor. Like it's not really going to affect our ability to be friends and get along. However, what do we do about really big opinions? Mm -hmm. Like those big, strong, deeply felt opinions on things that matter to our core. So for example, we might differ in our ideas on, you know, what's the best way to nurture our environment or what's the best way to raise children. And then, and then we have super dividers like politics or how to use money, like just to name a few. So how do we navigate a world of divided opinions? Well, guys, I'm just so glad that all of you tuned into our podcast today because we're going to take this question to the Bible and we're going to see what the Lord has to say. So Kaylee, Meredith, I thought what we could do today is I want to take us to a very specific book of the Bible. You mentioned it's the book of Colossians and Paul, the author of Colossians, he was very well versed in dealing with divided opinions. Um, this, this was a constant his whole life. He had disagreements with Peter and Barnabas and John Mark. Like that's just a few examples. So I think we can consider Paul to be an expert on this subject. 
And then the church in Colossae that Paul is writing to, um, they were having some division, like just all of the opinions and arguments were tearing them apart. And honestly, many during this time period were considering walking away from Christianity altogether. So can we stop there for just a moment? Because I just wonder, what are our arguments and fights accomplishing? Like, how many people are walking away from Jesus because we can't get along with each other? I don't know. Just something I've been thinking about. So Paul, an expert in dealing with divided opinions, writes a letter to Colossae a church who was hurting from divisive thoughts. Uh, if you have time this week, just read Colossians. Okay, it's only four chapters. Yay, it's super short, but it is so good. So for today, I want to pull three truths from the book of Colossians for you to take with you today. Like these are just three things you can put in your pocket. And then the next time that you're faced with some divisive opinions, you can pull out these three things just to help you navigate that space. All right. So we'll start with number one. Um, And number one is this. Find the truth find the truth. I mean, like, that's what we're really after, right? Like with all these divided opinions, how do I know which is right, which is true? Well, in Colossians 2, 3, Paul tells us that he knows where is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Yes, Paul, tell us, where do we find this? And he says that understanding and knowledge is Jesus. Okay, now stay with me, because this isn't just a blanket Sunday school answer here. This is profound. Paul is saying that all truth, like the only true truth in this world is Jesus Christ. That means all the opinions out there, whether they're political or social or environmental or, you know, the ones in our church or in our home or with our in-laws or on social media, like all of the opinions We bring all of them and we weigh them against the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We ask, Jesus, you know, what are your thoughts? What would you do? And we find the answers to those questions in our Bibles. We find them by studying God's word. But you say, how? How do I find the answers in my Bible? Well, there's a few things that I do personally, and, you know, maybe they will be useful to you as well today. But um, when I come across a thought or opinion, and I, I want to know the truth, like, what would Jesus say about this? One place I recommend starting is the Sermon on the Mount. Um, Jesus's words here just cover so much of life, um, money, worry, anger, lust, like it's all there. So a quick place for me to start is by reading Matthew chapter five, six, and seven. And then if I'm like, you know, I need a little more, I'd like to visit BibleGateway.com or, you know, you can absolutely use the concordance in the back of your Bibles. But what I love about this is that you can look up either a word or a phrase or a topic, and it's going to search the Bible for scriptures that relate to that subject. And it's usually going to give you like a whole bunch. So here's the key. 
Do not pick and choose which ones you like. I know that that can hurt a little bit, but seriously, we are looking for truth and we don't have to like the truth for it to still be the truth. Truth isn't affected by our opinions of it. So I look at like all the scriptures that I can find so I can get a really good overall sense of what the Bible is saying. And I don't pick and choose because I just don't want to take anything out of context. Also, okay, before we go on, obviously, you know, the Bible isn't going to give us black and white answers to every question we have. Um, I cannot type in like, should I vote for Judge Smith this November? Um, So think about when you are searching, like, what are we really after? Um, What's the big picture topic here? You know, so in that case, you know, maybe I search leadership. The Bible has a lot to say about what makes a good leader. Um, You know, another example, like Aunt Carol might tell me that I'm hurting my children by letting them consume red dye. Well, the Bible, it doesn't speak to that specifically. But I can search raising children and parenting, and that's going to give me the big overall things that I need to be doing as a parent. And then from there, like my husband and I can make the best choices with guidance from the Holy Spirit about what we allow or don't allow in our house. So I get to the heart of the question and then I do a really good Bible search. Um, The next thing I do is actually something that ties back into Colossians. Um, In Colossians 2, 7, it says that um, I need to walk in Christ. It says, just as you were taught which says to me that it's important to be taught solid Christian principles. I need good teachers in my life. So the next thing I do is I look for Christian-based resources. Um, If I want to learn more about parenting, I find a Bible-based parenting resource. If I want to learn about the church and race, I find Bible-based books from people who can help teach me that. So the question is now, how do I know it's Bible-based? Honestly, you know, I read the reviews. Like, I love me some good Amazon reviews. Or you go to christianbook.com. That's another great place to find books and read the reviews there. Um, Also, this this is a little nerdy, but I look at things like who wrote the foreword or who wrote endorsements on the back. And is that from people like, that I know and trust to be solid Bible teachers, you know, or writers or pastors, whatever it is. So there's kind of a glance into my process. Do you guys have any processes that you go through? Kayla, I honestly have to admit a lot of times it's really hard for me to take the time to do all of that because Mm. what you just said it was honestly convicting in a way because I am more of a person who really likes a quick fix solution and and that tells me that usually when I'm doing that I'm relying on someone else to do the hard heart work that I actually need to Mm. do Mm. and so I think whenever I hear about wow this is Kayla's process Mm -hmm. this is what it looks like for somebody who's a Bible teacher and somebody who's versed in the Bible who has a very trustworthy relationship with the Lord too. 
draw an opinion Mm -hmm. or a conclusion on what truth is and what truth looks like. And that's a lot of hard work, Yeah, you know, especially (laughs) for our day and age, because I'm a very black and white person. I want things to be simple. I want there to be a step one, a step two, and a step three, but there's not really a formula to finding Mm -hmm. something that, that I really want to know. I feel like it's more about what what is my heart wanting to seek right now? And instead of me looking for an answer that I want, I have to yeah. really let God's word and processing with the Holy Spirit inform me of what the truth is that I'm looking for instead of trying to make it fit yeah. where I want it to fit. Yeah, I think that's good, Kaylee. I think uh, one of the things we see the most right now is that people want to, it's that quick fix mm-hmm. culture and mindset and tell me what to think right now so I can move on and check my box, have mm-hmm. my opinion be able to talk intelligently at a dinner party mm-hmm. um, without mm-hmm. putting in the time and energy yeah. to really research what I really, really believe. So I think this is, these are some great resources, Caleb, mm-hmm. but they're, you know, yeah. I'll be honest, it can, it feels overwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it feels like, holy yeah. moly, that's like finding the truth is going to take me, I'm going to have to get a college degree in this, you know, and <laughs> I'm raising three children and have a full-time job. Um, and so what do we do with that mm-hmm. when we just don't, you know, yeah. there's, there's, mm-hmm. you have, let's, I'm going to play a scenario out here and maybe this is where you're yes. going with your next point. So I don't want to steal your thunder. Okay. Kayla? Yeah, um, so tell me if I am, but I think about like, I'm at the dinner table. I'm going to play it out. All, all of our listeners right now, you're sitting at the dinner table, uh, family member X mm-hmm. brings up the vaccine dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and you know family member x and you have very differing opinions you know it you know uh-huh. it going into the conversation what in the world do you do do you say pause you know what i did my research on that i read 14 different articles i found out that dr such and such and dr such and such endorsed such and such and such and such you know uh do you yeah. do you go into that um, or for, for me, I'm like, I just have to be honest. I, the realistic boundaries of my life right now are I have to spend my time and energy raising my three children, mm-hmm. you know, and uh-huh. I have to spend my time uh-huh. and energy being a good steward of the God, of the job that the Lord has given me. And so spending a tremendous amount of time on researching some of these hot topics is not something that I can realistically do. So. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> Help yes. me, Kayla. No, that's, a great, that's great. No, those are great questions. Um, and, and just to say, like, is it a process? Like, you know, it, it, it is. Um, with all the, uh, the voices and the opinions out there, I think it's really important for us, you know, to be thorough and diligent about finding the truth. And that is going to take a little bit of work. But again, um, you know, if you, if you don't have the time, like you said, to, to do pour into reading all of these resources, you know, that great place to start is the Sermon on the Mount. There's, mm. there's so much there that we can gather just about how we, we love God and how we treat other people. Um, and I think that's going to be a really important thing to remember when we're sitting down at the dinner table with all of these opinions that are coming out, um, you know, tr- how we treat each other is going to make a big difference, which y- it leads perfectly into point number two, Meredith. So let's, let's get to it. Let's get to point number two and see if this helps a little bit answer part of that question. Um, so point number two, point number one, let's review real quick. We find the truth, right? We've, the truth can be found. 
because Colossians tells us it's in Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we go to our Bibles, we find Jesus. Um, But it's really important point number two, we marry that truth with grace. Mm. Um, You know, when my kids were in kindergarten, they had this ceremony where the letter Q and the letter U got married. It was so cute because Q and U always go together, you know, when you're (laughs) learning to read. Um, Well, that I think that's a great image to have in our minds when we're thinking about truth and grace, Mm. because truth and grace are just, they need to be together forever. Um, John 1 14 says that Jesus Christ came full of grace and truth. Mm. So there they are side by side in Jesus. They are inseparable. They are who he is. So when we come across people who are different than us, um, we might be tempted to ask ourselves like, you know, is this a, a grace situation or is this a truth situation where I need to tell them all of, you know, my resources? Um, the answer is it's both. It, it's always both. Um, I love how Cass, Pastor Kevin DeYoung said it. Uh, he said, we need to be grace people and truth people, not half grace and half truth, not all grace on Mondays and all truth on Tuesdays, all grace and all truth all the time. So that's good stuff. But you know how, and it's, that's where Colossians kind of steps in and it's in Colossians 1 and it says, you know, you were once alienated and hostile in mind doing evil deeds. And like, this is not talking about those people I disagree with. This is talking about me. And I think this is the way we keep grace and truth married together. Um, We remember the truth about ourselves first. I am a sinner. I have been hostile in mind. Um, I've done evil deeds. I have been wrong. It's important to remember that I've been wrong, but I've also been drenched with grace and the full grace of Jesus just runs over and drips from my being. So I think when I can walk into every situation with this image in mind, just, you know, me, a sinner dripping in Jesus's grace, then in everyone I approach, I can see someone just like myself, you know, that person with the different opinion, even if that opinion feels hostile or, or evil or wrong, like, that person is just like me. It's a person Jesus loved enough to die for. And I think this really keeps us from turning truth into a weapon to beat people over the head with, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, so does that help a little bit? We'll, we'll get into even more on point three. Do you want to just go straight to point three? Yeah, let's do great. it. Let's do it. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, so point one, we said, find the truth. Point two, marry truth with grace. And then point three, y'all always lead with love. It might be my favorite verse in Colossians, Colossians 314. It says, and above all these, which this is big words because Colossians has covered a lot up to this point. Um, And it says above all of these other things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Perfect harmony. It sounds like heaven because y'all it will be. Um, What binds everything together in perfect harmony? 
it's love. So, you know, I found it so interesting. They've actually done studies that show when we argue with someone who thinks differently about something, um, especially when we come at it aggressively or, you know, in a confrontational way. They say that they have found that it actually strengthens the other person's beliefs to their own original ways. In other words, many times arguing over opinions only deepens the divide. Like people will walk away even more strongly attached to their opinions. That's fascinating to me. Now, I'm not saying we don't have hard conversations. Um, We absolutely need hard conversations with truth and grace. But the way that truth and grace will start to create change is when the leading factor is love. Like leading with anything else can actually have the opposite effect. But love is what creates the atmosphere for change. And I just, let me show you the perfect example. So I I just have one last story for this point. And I I love it. I just love it. Uh, Maybe you know the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus. Uh, We find the story in Luke chapter 19. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. And tax collectors, um, they, they were the worst. I mean, greedy, cold-hearted, like Zacchaeus had definitely cheated some people, you know, like he was a crook. So when Jesus comes to town, Zacchaeus wants to see what all this fuss is about, and he can't see over the crowd, so he climbs a tree. So get this image in your mind. We have up in this tree, this thief, this crook, and down below, we have Jesus, perfect Jesus, Jesus who loves the poor and cares for the oppressed and hates cheating and thieving. And friends, don't miss this. Like when Jesus encounters Zacchaeus, who is the very opposite of himself, he doesn't point to him and say, you sinner. Jesus points to him and he says, you want some dinner? Okay, y'all see what I did? Y'all see what I did there? Sinner, dinner. <laughs> um, and y'all, that changes everything. Like the next thing we know, Zacchaeus starts offering to right all of his wrongs and change his ways. And the thing that stands out to me is that Jesus led this conversation with love and lunch. Mm. Jesus took the time to have a relationship with Zacchaeus. And it just makes me wonder, um, when we come across someone with a different opinion, what if we had these conversations across a table instead of maybe across the internet? Or yes, even for me, a text message. Like what if we looked each other in the eye and loved first? Which also makes me start to wonder, like if if we don't have the kind of relationship with a person where we can sit down and have a conversation over dinner, then maybe it's not our conversation to have right now. Like, I just don't want my opinions to deepen the divides because I'm not in a place at that moment to lead with love. Yeah. Yeah. So, Guys, let's just wrap all of this up. Um, You might say that we're living in a world of divided opinions. And let's be honest, 
it's hard. It's hard to navigate all the thoughts and ideas and voices. And sometimes people think or say or do things that just eat us up. But the next time we find ourselves in this situation, maybe we can try these three things we learned from Colossians. Um, Maybe we can, number one, take a moment or two and find the truth. Bring it to the Bible. What would Jesus have to say about this? And then number two, marry that truth with grace. And I'm a lot more likely to bring both truth and grace to others when I remember the truth about myself and the grace Jesus gave me. And then number three, lead with love. And I do that by putting down my screen and setting up a table, you know, less pointing out the sinners, more sitting down for dinners. Like Mm. I think that's going to be my new saying, Um, (laughs) but love is what's going to bind us together in perfect harmony. So Kaylee Meredith, I mean, Colossians, am I right? Like Mm. what a time for us to study this book of the Bible that has so much to say to our lives right now. Yeah. Yeah. Kayla. So good. I feel like I have so much to consider uh, about the way that I approach this. And I want to highlight one thing that you said as you were kind of going into point number three uh, that I think is really important in this day in our culture. You said it might not be my conversation to have. And I think that's really Mm. important for somebody to hear because I think we're so uh, fist up with the way that we go into conversations, especially social media, because we lose a filter almost and can feel so attacked to where I feel like you're right. If I don't have a relationship with this person that I can't sit across from mm-hmm. the table and love them like Jesus would have loved them, but mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's not my battle to fight. It's yeah. not my conversation to have. Um, but I yeah. think the thing that was most challenging to me here is reminding myself that I cannot go to the Bible to look for a truth that's going to satisfy an opinion that I have that's going to help me win an argument against somebody because Mm -hmm. that's never that'll preach that is never (laughs) going that's not going to bring people to Jesus that's Mm. not showing Mm -hmm. the love of Jesus and I like I've never even considered going to the Sermon on the Mount to find truth but what it did what Mm -hmm. you shared there opened my eyes to remind myself why Jesus came and he came as the word of God in the flesh to show us truth, to show us the way, not only in word, but also in deed. And so what did he share in the Sermon on the Mount? How did he say it? And it might not, that the sermon might not answer my question, but the way that he talked, mm-hmm. wow. the, the words that yes. he shared and the manners and the people that he interacted with and how he invited himself into their lives to then build that relationship and then inform them of the truth helps me reorganize my thought process and how to approach this is to remember it's not about me winning this. Yep. Ultimately Mm -hmm. it's about bridging the gap between me and somebody who might be a believer who might not be a believer, but the ultimate Mm -hmm. goal is where we have to be a representative of Christ. And if I always lead with my fist up and I always lead with trying to prove a point or trying to be right, that doesn't do anybody good. And the enemy wins the battle just then. So Kayla, thank you so much for this teaching. We have so much to chew on. uh, Kaylee, I love 
that kind of end point there. And I'll, I'll give a little practical example of uh-huh. how this might look in my own life. Cause, mm-hmm. um, I, there are particular friends in my life that I know I have a long history with these friends uh-huh. that I know there are certain topics for us that always cause an argument mm-hmm. always. And for years, uh, these particular friends would want to talk about that subject. And at one point I finally said, Hey, I care way too much about our relationship mm-hmm. to keep fighting over this one thing. There's so much other stuff that's good yeah. in our relationship. It's just yeah. this one topic mm-hmm. that tends to take us off track. <laughs> Can we just agree that we won't talk about this anymore because we value our relationship way more mm-hmm. than we value um, dissecting this topic? Mm-hmm. Um, and it has saved this friendship. Like it would not have lasted. It got so heated. The opinions were so um, different and so on opposite ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. that it had driven very much a divide into the friendship. But when it came down to the point where we were just willing to say, okay, let's just make a healthy boundary here mm-hmm. and say, we won't talk mm-hmm. about that topic anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there's millions of other things we could talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind yeah. of put us back in that place of actually the relationship is far more important yeah. than proving my point here. And so yeah. that's Kayla, yeah. this is so there's so many good things to ponder here. I am so excited about studying Colossians because I feel like where we're at in our culture, where we're at in the church right now, we need this message desperately to help us come back to the core of how do we how do we live together in unity mm-hmm. how do we how do we navigate this world of divided opinions and the author of colossians paul really has a lot mm-hmm. to teach us and so if yeah. you've been listening to to today and you are ready to dig into the book of colossians mm-hmm. i hope that you will join us in the first five mobile app mm-hmm. um, but we also i think today kaylee am mm-hmm. i right we have some free sample pages yeah. from our study guide that kayla wrote that you can download right now all you have to do is go to proverbs 31 dot org slash listen and we'll have them right there for you to download to mm-hmm. jump right in and start studying start learning a little bit more about what paul had to say in the book of Colossians about divided opinions. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we earlier talked about our free first five mobile app. And I just want to invite you to download that. Like Mm. if you haven't downloaded it, get it. It's free on any mobile device. We also have a website you can access the daily teachings at at firstfive.org. Or if you want to download the app, just go to your app store and search first five. It's the number five, not F-I-V-E spelled out. And download it to get started. The study of Colossians starts in the app on September 20th. And we can't wait for you to study with us. And if you already have the app, then this is a perfect opportunity for you to invite a friend. Yes. Maybe who? You need to love a little better in your life and y'all can do this together and this will transform your relationship. Uh, that's a great idea, yeah. Kaylee. Maybe yeah. I'll do that with my friend that I was mentioning. I there think that's go. a really, really yeah. good idea. That's and great. I think that we have said the word free mm-hmm. um, probably 10 times mm-hmm. in the last two minutes. Um, and I want to use this opportunity to remind our listeners that pretty much everything here at Proverbs 31 is free mm-hmm. and it is we are able to make it free because of the generous gifts of our donors here at Proverbs 31. And mm-hmm. so I'm not sure if our listeners knew, but we are totally a nonprofit ministry. And so we provide our re- biblical resources um, to people for free because we believe that um, that is the most important work that we could be doing with our mm-hmm. lives. And so if you've been moved by today's message, or if the Lord is stirring your heart to give to this ministry so we can continue to offer these resources for free, we would absolutely love that. All you have to do, go to our website, proverbs31.org, find that button, give, and it'll lead you right through the process. 
All right, friends, that's all we have for today, folks. At Proverbs 31, we say, when you know the truth and live the truth, God's word, it changes everything. We'll see you next time. 